if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. But the problem growing businesses have that keeps them from knowing their numbers is their hodgepodge of business systems. They have one system for accounting, another for sales, another for inventory, and so on. And it's just a big, inefficient mess, taking up too much time and too many resources, and that hurts the bottom line. Introducing NetSuite by Oracle, the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy-to-use cloud platform, giving you the visibility and control you need to grow. With NetSuite, you save time, money, and unneeded headaches by managing sales, finance, and accounting, orders, and HR instantly, right from your desktop or phone. That's why NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system. And right now, NetSuite is offering you valuable insights with a free guide, seven key strategies to grow your profits at netsuite.com slash woge. That's NetSuite. Dot com slash woge woj to download your free guide that's netsuite.com slash woge to download your free guide seven key strategies to grow your profits netsuite n-e-t-s-u-i-t-e dot com slash woge hey everyone welcome into the united center in chicago a special post 2020 NBA All-Star Game edition of the Woj Pod. Got a pretty good run here for you tonight. Starting with Atlanta's Trey Young, Sixer star Joel Embiid, and then the two Raptors, Pascal Siakam and his coach Nick Nurse, who coached Team Giannis tonight in a really remarkable, entertaining, fun NBA All-Star Game is good as perhaps we've ever seen. And we've got two of ESPN's finest here with us, Malika Andrews, Tim Bontemps, to talk about Kobe Bryant's impact on this night, the changes in the All-Star game that led to a dramatic finish in the fourth quarter, and what's ahead here in the stretch run with the Lakers and Clippers in the West with Milwaukee, Toronto, Philadelphia in the East. Let's get right to it. Trey, what was that like to be a part of tonight? Uh, it was it was special. Um, kind of surreal for me being being that I looked up to a lot of these guys. I still still do. Um, it was really surreal for me, and uh, it was it was great to, to be here and uh, spend some time with him. D- did you think that the change of the rules played a big part in how hard, how competitive that game was played? For sure, for sure. We uh, we knew we weren't just playing. I mean, for for ourselves and for our organizations, um, we knew we were playing for I mean a bigger reason and for for charity and things like that. So we uh, we really wanted to fight and push um, and win every quarter because of that. So I think that uh, that rule was, was was great for us. The the half court shot at the end of the quarter, <laughs> it looked you you make those a yeah. lot. Will you let go of it? Do you feel like I'm about to have a moment here? Yeah, no I did. Especially after my shots that I mean, I was super close to the three, weren't going in. Usually I, I throw up a prayer somewhere that really shouldn't go in, but it does and I'm I'm kinda mad at myself 
when when those go in because I was missing the easier ones. But uh, yeah, no, I I was uh, happy to win. Trey, when you think of this weekend and think back on it, is there a moment that stays with you or made you feel like, hey, I'm I'm an NBA All Star where it hit you? Uh, I think being introduced. I think being introduced as an All Star starter, um, really, that's the first time it really sat into me that I'm here. Uh, and I mean, for me. To be in that moment, be be introduced, uh, that's when it really set in that, I mean, I, I belong here. Thanks, Trey. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Joel, what was that like to be a part of? Uh, it was amazing. Uh, to me, I think it was the best all-star game uh, ever. Uh, it was competitive. It was fun. Uh, just being part of the best, uh, that was cool. The, the the fourth quarter, the competition level. Did, did you expect this coming in? Did you guys talk about wanting to, to maybe play this game at a higher level than we've seen in previous years? The intensity. Yeah, of course. Uh, we wanted to come out and be aggressive. Uh, if you don't count the first quarter, I felt like after that everybody just play hard. And obviously, getting to the fourth, uh, you know, it was it was cool. Uh, you know, everybody, you know, Kyle taking charges. Giannis blocking shots, and then I'm doing my thing in the post. So it was cool. What, what did you think of it ending on a free throw? Is that a rule change? Think, yeah, they definitely got to change it. I mean, everybody that plays basketball on one-on-one or whatever knows that you can't end, you can't win on a free throw. You, know, you can't end it on a free throw, so that's got to go. You got to score a bucket. Joe, thank you, Joe. Thank you. Pascal, did you have any sense among – the guys you were playing with or the guys you're with all weekend here, that this game was going to be played so hard, it would be so competitive? Um, no, I had no idea really, but I mean, there was talks about like, you know, we want to win, we want to win. But I think, you know, watching all the All-Star games, you know, I didn't know what to expect. Um, so, uh, but, but it was, it was, it was pretty intense, man. It felt like a playoff game. Uh, and out there, everyone wanted to win and it was, it was a fun atmosphere. What was the emotion like, the, the tribute to Kobe before the game and thinking about, his history in this all-star game what what was that like to be out in the court and be a part of oh man it was amazing i think you know the tribute was was beautiful uh jennifer used singing and and and, you know i have a common um magic like um i think it was just super fun man it was amazing and 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 just remembering kobe in that manner and then having the game being so competitive um you know i felt like it was another tribute to him um, so that that was that was super that was super that was super fun. It was emotional, but um, I think you know it was it was honored the right way. For for a kid who did not start playing basketball uh, until much later than anybody else was on the court tonight, to, to be to, to stand there during the introductions and being introduced as an all star. What, what did that feel like um, for you? Man, it felt amazing, man. Just thinking about the, the the hard work and everything that we put, like I put into it. I mean, it's not just me, but my whole team. You know, um, just a lot of work, man. Blood, sweat, and tears, and 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 being three years in and being an all star, man. Like it means everything. And and I just want to continue to get better. It just you know shows me that. I'm unstoppable and nothing can stop me, you know, if I put my mind into it and I continue to work the way I am, you know, um, the sky's the limit. How much are you going to have to hear about Kyle's two charges from him for the next 
I mean, I don't think he's going to brag about it just because he does it every day. Like, I'm used <laughs> to him taking charges every single day. I think he leads the NBA. I, I think he leads the world in charges anyway. Yeah, but nobody, <laughs> takes, nobody takes him in the All-Star game. Well, if you have, a com- <laughs> like, a competitive All-Star <laughs> game, you know, he changes everything. <laughs> and and, and did, did, he, did you hear him say anything after he took the one on Kawhi? Uh, well, it was fun, though, because it was on Kawhi, obviously. And yeah. then, you know, just taking the charge, do, do what he does. Like, that's just calm. Hey, Pascal, last thing. Do you feel like your team has a window here to chase Milwaukee in the East? That you have a group that can get back to the finals again? Absolutely. I think, you know, we're really confident on, on our team. Obviously, we want to get everyone back healthy. Um, that's the goal. But at the same time, man, we're really confident with who we have on our team and, and, and we're just going to continue to get better. Um, and, and just cancel all the noise around us, focus on us and our team, um, have fun playing the game and continue to get better. And, and I think, you know, that's what we're doing right now. Just hopefully we keep going that in the second half of the season. Um, can't wait to get back out there, you know, as a, as an all star. Talk to my guys. I think you know it's great to to, to gonna have them back and 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 go back through the the the, the grind of the season, and 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 after winning the championship, you know, we know that this part of the season is the most important. And and come April, May, and June, man, we just want to play our our best basketball. Pascal, thank you. I appreciate it. Nick, did you have any sense that? This game, especially that fourth quarter, was going to become so competitive among these guys, both leading into it today. Well, I think I had some sense. I didn't. I didn't know it was going to go to that level, right? I didn't. Uh, I think that there was a lot of talk about, you know, it was going to be more competitive. Um, there was some good talk in the locker room prior to the game. Even some of the players, you know, saying, "Hey, let's go set a tone. Let's, you know, don't worry about what they do. You know, if they don't want to play hard, we're going to play hard." You know, so you could sense a lot of that building as the game went. Um, and that was continuing in the halftime locker room and timeouts, et cetera. Um, but man, that was awesome. I mean, what a, what a competitive ending and what a crowd on their feet. That was, that was a pretty good uh, night of basketball. Does it feel like this was a night that was good for the game to maybe bring, maybe bring some prestige back to the all-star game? Because maybe it had been lost through the years where everyone was trying to find a formula to make it, to make what happened happen tonight. For sure. I think that was, um, if you're going to get the best players in the world all under the same roof and have them play like that, that's going to be something to watch uh, every year. And, and you're right, that was a big leap forward because um, I think I think the game had become almost unwatchable, to be honest, and it's gone from unwatchable to must-see almost, you know. Had you imagined the possibility that you'd use a coaching challenge in the All-Star game? <laughs> yeah, I was planning on using it, whether it was going to be for real or not, not, not for real, but I saved it all the way through there and used it on the very last play of the game, but, uh, I mean, that was, it was, it was like, it was playoff basketball, man. Guys were guarding. Uh, every call was, was contested by both teams, every player on the floor. Um, it was, it was playoff basketball. I, I asked Pascal this too. How long are you guys going to have to hear about Kyle's two charges in an all-star game <laughs> from him? Well, I don't know. Most, most, <laughs> most everybody's concerned that I had him out there while he was throwing his body around hoping, hoping nothing was happening. I kind of had mixed emotions <laughs> about it, to be honest. Uh, he was certainly doing Kyle, man. You know, that's the plays he always makes. He, he it's the only way he knows how to play, really. Um, I'm glad he, I'm glad he survived him though. Last thing, Nick, you've won a championship and you've coached in the NBA finals, but is there a moment during introductions as a, a career minor league coach and overseas and G League where you looked around at the, 
players around and you looked at out in the locker room and said, wow, like how did I get here? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. A little bit tonight, yeah. to be honest. It's a little bit um, It's a little bit more. You're more in the middle of it all tonight when you're out there on the stage getting introduced and, and there's just so much more going on around that you can kind of take in. You know, in the finals, you're in your locker room, you're kind of, you're kind of escorted in and out and right to the bus and out and you're, you are pretty much, you know, enclosed, uh, for those games there. So you don't get a chance to kind of feel what's going on around, around you much. Tonight you could, a different, different feel in general. And, uh, I don't know. I just like, uh, a lot of times just gotta say, it's gotta keep working, man. I get, 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 get to work and just keep doing my best and preparing the players and the team. And, and you know, like, like sometimes really cool stuff happens. Yeah. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. Hiring the right people is one of the best ways to help grow your business, but it shouldn't take away from your other priorities. With LinkedIn Jobs, it doesn't have to. LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for, so you can hire the right person fast. Things like collaboration, creativity, adaptability, LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. That's how LinkedIn makes sure your job post is seen by the people you want to hire, people with the skills, qualifications, and other interests that will help your business grow. It's no wonder a person is hired every eight seconds with LinkedIn and why companies rated LinkedIn Jobs the number one hiring platform for delivering quality hires. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want, and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash Woj. Again, that's linkedin.com slash Woj to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, anyone who travels frequently knows how tiring it can be. Whether you're on business or on vacation, a five-hour energy shot can help you stay alert and energized wherever you may be headed. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy, on-the-go life. Trade deadline, all-star weekend, NBA draft with zero sugar, four calories, and a convenient portable size. It's the perfect pick-me-up for busy, hard-working, and hard-driving people. Now it comes in two extra-strength tropical tastes, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious, and they take you on a tropical, on-the-go experience. Try them both, then go online to shop the number 5, OurEnergy.com, and use the code WOJ to receive a one-time offer of 10% off your order. Go to shop number 5, OurEnergy.com, and use the code WOJ, W-O-J, to receive a one-time offer of 10%. 5 Hour Energy, energy on the go. All right, from the bowels of the United Center, we've been chased out of the press room. Malika Andrews, Tim Bontemps, post-2020 NBA All-Star game. Maybe, guys, the is it the greatest? Is it the greatest All-Star game in any sport? Certainly the greatest NBA All-Star game, right? At least That's recently. It, it was fantastic. I mean, being in, the, being in the arena for that game with the new Elam ending, going to 157 points, the players on both teams were completely into the game. The the crowd is into the game like a playoff game. Players are screaming at the refs. They're playing hard defense. They're committing intentional fouls. 
it was really awesome. And, you know, we've talked so much about Kobe Bryant the last few weeks, right? His memory hanging over this game, hanging over this weekend, hanging over the league. I think what you saw was two teams full of guys who wanted to go out and play really hard and honor the legacy of Kobe Bryant, a guy who basically the thing that everybody remembers about him is he played as hard as he could every single time he went on the court. And that was the most fitting tribute those guys could have given to him. The, the one thing, Malika, that I thought of with how competitive this game was, and thinking about Kobe, I remember being in the hallway, I guess it was 2012, 2012 or 2013 when Dwayne Wade cracked Kobe's nose. Mm-hmm. And it was at the height of like the Miami, they had put the Miami team together, and there was a lot of, Wade had history, had good history with Kobe, but the LeBron-Kobe thing was intense at that point, and yeah. Wade was taken up for his guy. And I remember everybody kept talking about it was an accident. It was unintentional. But I remember seeing Kobe that night after on his way out. I don't remember him feeling <laughs> like but, – but deep down he kind of – I do remember this. He kind of liked – even though he, he was the one who got cracked in the nose. I just remember yeah. he liked that there was something in that game. And, and so I, I kind of thought about that tonight. Malika, when this thing was being played at a level that we just we, we haven't seen an All Star game played at, we haven't seen it. I mean, in anything I can remember, when in the there was a moment in the fourth quarter where I looked around the arena, it was a sold out crowd, and every single fan was on their feet, and that's not usually something you see in the All Star game. You see people kind of trickling out early. You see people not maybe staying around to find out what happens at the very end. And then the other thing that happened this weekend is, as both of you guys know, the MVP award was changed. The name of it was changed to be the Kobe Bryant uh, All Star MVP Award. Kia MVP award. Not a watch spot sponsor. And and yeah, That's right. am I going to get to drive out of here in a Kia? Energy, <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, the fire. <laughs> but when Kawhi was talking, who won that award, was talking about that tonight he was saying how he was someone who was personally inspired by Kobe and now he's going to be able to as, as people walk by us we really are in the bowels um, he's going to be able to look up at his trophy case and see Kobe's name and know that he was a guy who in the end was what Tim was saying was was really playing hard playing defense playing on both sides of the floor and now he gets to look up and remember that you know under unfortunate circumstances now he has this new link with Kobe Bryant and that's something that he said was really special to him. Yeah, I, I don't think, you know, certainly the timing of his passing and kind of leading into All-Star weekend and, you know, in Chicago where there, you know, there's a lot of talk about Jordan and the greatest ever mm-hmm. and, you know, Kobe very much wanted to be in that conversation and, uh, you know, I think he certainly battled LeBron for that in, his, in this generation and, and they, uh, it, it was a, just an unmistakable his presence, and I think it will. It certainly is going to linger in this game. But you know, there are very few players in that game tonight who. The one thing you always got, I think Dwayne Wade said this right when Kobe first passed. You wanted the valid. You wanted Kobe to validate you. You wanted his approval, and I think um, 
I think that was part of it tonight, the way these guys competed and, you know, before the game, the tributes right. to him. It, it, it set a tone. There's no question. Well, and you couldn't escape it. It was everywhere you turned this weekend from billboards driving around Chicago. But certainly when you got in the arena and, and tonight there was uh, music playing. You had Jennifer Hudson singing with photos of him in the background. You had a tribute from Common. And it was just bam, bam, bam. It kept coming. And then LeBron James said after the game that every time he watched Team Giannis run back, back up the court he could see the 2-4 on the back of his jersey so even if they tried to kind of forget for a moment or just have fun or let loose that was kind of hanging over everything and gave a little bit of a solemn tone listen I think this game was good for the NBA talked to Nick Nurse after uh on the podcast here and yeah you know he said like this game had become unwatchable yeah. in recent years and you know the idea that he's using a coaching challenge in the last few minutes of the game on what was a pretty epic moment at the rim, mm. LeBron and Giannis, the two captains, the two top vote-getters, the two maybe the two best players in the world right now, uh, going um, uh, you know, head-to-head in a, you know, with the game on the line at the end. It was, uh, it was, it was pretty dramatic stuff. Well, well, look, and look who's out there at the end of the game, right? You've got Two-way players on both sides. You got Kyle Lowry out there instead of Trey uh, Trey Young, right? Mm-hmm. Nick Nurse going with his guy. You've got Luka Doncic on the bench on the other side. Co- both coaches yeah. going with guys who are going to play defense. We're going to play hard, right? Not going to turn the ball over. Um, you had you mentioned Nick Nurse using a challenge. Frank Vogel used a challenge. Mm-hmm. There were multiple charges taken. Yeah. There were offensive fouls over the place or intentional fouls taken. These are not things we talk about in the All Star game, right? And the fact that they all transpired that fourth quarter. And the other thing that stood out too. The fact that there were no commercial breaks, those guys were gassed. Yeah. Yeah. And you could see, like, when LeBron pulled up from half court, I think part of that was, I just need a shot to go in because I'm exhausted. Mm. And, that, like, that just added to the drama of it, that all these guys were running out of gas, running out of fumes, and they wanted to um, they wanted to come out there and win the game for, uh, for Kobe and, and come away with the win. But the other thing is, the first half, and even the first three quarters, it didn't take away from the fact there was a little bit of a, uh, that you did still see the pizzazz that you're used to at All-Star, the impossible, the improbable, the things you would not regularly see in a game. You still got a flavor of that in the first half, but then you really got down to the competition. And so you kind of got the best of both worlds. But what will be interesting to see is whether or not Adam Silver and the NBA now take their victory laugh and say, we fix this, or you have Pascal Siakam saying after the game, I don't think you should be able to win on free throws, or will there be more yeah. adjustments coming in the future? You know, the funny thing is no one's going to remember who won the game. Yeah. No. Like the fact that Anthony Davis goes to the free throw line, misses the first, makes a second to win it. What really matters is you saw a fourth quarter where field goal percentage went from, I think, maybe the mid-50s down into the mid-30s, right? Mm-hmm. The players cared. Yeah. That's what you saw. Yeah, That's what I, people I, remember. The players I, cared in the game. Ask, ask somebody in two weeks whether it was Team Giannis or Team LeBron that won. And they're gonna, I think tomorrow afternoon. I'm not sure. <laughs> right, we'll the players will remember, and, and, and their team. most of them probably will, but... Uh, yeah, I, I Giannis think, certainly will because he hasn't won an All Star yeah. game, and he—that's his goal. Neither is Kyle Lowry now, zero and six. <laughs> oh man! Uh, but but I do think that, like, yeah, and uh, Embiid said the same thing. Come on, he's like anybody who plays pickup basketball knows you can't end right on a on a free throw. But yeah, oh, the league will take a victory lap. I saw Tim Frank already doing it. <laughs> league's league's uh, PR guru. NBA loves to take victory. Should we laps. send him flowers? The, the league's PR guru was 
was taking a victory lap on Twitter tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah look, that's that's what the league likes yeah. to do. But they deserve credit because they, yeah. you know, and Chris Paul deserves credit, who you know went to Adam Silver and said, "I think we should try this." He watches the basketball tournament where this Elam ending has really become a popular thing, and I, I got to give everybody credit. It was an awesome experience. It was just fun to watch, man. It was fun to be there. Uh, you know, I was reading about how all-star tickets, the pricing had soared as you got closer and closer to the game. And I just, I can't imagine this not becoming an even hotter ticket next year because it's actually fun. It's not going to be a, a hotter scene. It's going to be a colder ticket. <laughs> and next, the next, see, we have, uh, Indianapolis, Indi- Indianapolis, Cleveland and Salt Lake, Salt City. Lake. And then we're Winnipeg or Edmonton <laughs> after that. Burr. Yeah, maybe maybe north, maybe farther north than that. Indianapolis, maybe Jaw. Do those I, I, energy company, energy drink companies send out coats because we might need some of those. We'll work on that. <laughs> Indianapolis is actually I've been to the Final Four in Indiana. I love Indianapolis. It is a tremendous basketball town, like Cleveland, like uh, Chicago is. Um, but uh, actually, having a final, having an All Star weekend where there's a pretty pretty tight downtown from the arena mm. the hotels that's a great in convention the end, city a great, there's a million yeah. million conventions there for yeah, a reason. i'm not complaining about it and actually salt lake salt lake isn't necessarily cold this time of the year no but it's not you know i know we'd all like it in la miami or hawaii anyone want a destination yeah. <laughs> scott's turf builder thicker lawn has announced that they've obtained the solution to getting a thick lush green lawn in exchange for all of your hard work a pretty sweet deal for both sides. It has everything you need to turn your lawn into the thick green paradise that you deserve. With its three-in-one solution, you can get up to a 50% thicker lawn with just one application. With Scott's Turf Builder Thicker Lawn, you can finally get the thickest, greenest lawn you've ever dreamed of. Get thicker quicker and grab a bag today. This is Scott's Yard. Also, Scott's no quibble money back guarantee states: if you're not satisfied, you get your money back. Last stretch run now of the season, guys. What are you thinking about? You look at Lakers. Let's let's start with Lakers Clippers right now, and a Lake in a Clipper team that's still trying to get healthy. Paul George re-injured his groin again before the break. He's missed a bunch of games. Patrick Beverly has been out. Uh, he'll be back. He played. I think against the wishes of uh, Clippers management was in the was not going to miss uh, the skills challenge in his hometown and mm-hmm. and Marcus Moore is trying to fit in figure out um, you know figure out a chemistry with this group. What, what, do, what do you see with the two LA teams now um, as we start kind of rounding third and head for head for the playoffs? I mean, from my perspective, you, the, right now the Clippers are up three nothing, even four nothing. Maybe you go back to the summer; they got Kawhi Leonard. They've won the first two meetings, and then they got Marcus Morris. You know, those were the four times when they went head to head this year. Clippers have swept them, and I think when you look at that matchup, you know, I think the Lakers probably should feel pretty good about being able to beat the rest of the competition in the West. But if they have to line up against the Clippers, the evidence we have to this point makes it seem pretty clear that the Clippers are the superior team. I mean, I, I would have to agree with that. It seems like the Lakers have put together a really strong roster. They've come out. Uh, and they they were really strong heading into the All Star break. They were able to fix a lot of their the little issues that they seem to be having with their roster. Um, 
But for whatever reason, the Clippers seem to be able to be a really good matchup for them, whether or not that's because uh, they have these crafty guards that can get around them, whether or not it's because they're so deep, whether or not it's because they're so well coached. But I also think what's interesting with the Clippers is they have this chemistry that it seemed to carry over, even with the two new guys that they've, well, I guess three new guys that have been fitting in. Uh, they, they've really been able to keep that team identity where the Lakers have kind of been starting from scratch in that way. And then you, you can't overlook you know what happened with the death of Kobe Bryant and how that kind of threw that organization a little bit so if they will be able to just keep steamrolling ahead and moving forward that's what I'm going to be thing, watching. The thing that the Clippers have that uh, the Lakers can't get around is they have multiple guys who can guard LeBron James and the, the Lakers have no one who can guard Kawhi Leonard mm. and that's why the Marcus Morris thing was so critical because he was a guy that if he came to the Lakers he could have guarded Kawhi and now they have no one like that and when you look at the Lakers games this year against the Clippers, the Bucks. The Sixers and the Celtics, LeBron has struggled. And all the thing, the thing all those teams have in common are big physical wings that can guard give LeBron. LeBron trouble. Yeah, I, I just, I, you, you worry about health though with the Clippers because they've not been able to keep that team on the floor. Yep. You know, Kawhi Leonard, you know, it's been, he's not going to play back to backs and it's been more rest with him. But, you know, Paul George has had some, some of these nagging, in those nagging groin hamstring that, um, sometimes, keep recurring and that's what you worry about i think like just got hurt in the last game before they also break in boston exactly and i and i just think the one thing about this laker team is with the exception of that um the fall that anthony davis took that lower back which was just a bruise they have been durable Mm. lebron and anthony davis have been available and um I, i do like i think top to bottom the clippers are deeper. They have a stronger bench. Mark Marcus Morris was a critical pickup, but like if you're the Clippers, I think you're still worried about health, and um, that's you know that to me is going to be um, you know the, the real telltale for them in the postseason. They're also a team that relies very heavily on three guys: Kawhi, PG, and Lou Williams to score for them. They don't have a lot of guys who can put ball before and make a play. We've seen Lou Williams not play at maybe quite the same level he has in the past. Like they, they aren't a perfect team. Yeah, and, and I, I think and I, they can be beat. And I think the Marcus Morris deal allows them to maybe not play. Now you've got a closing lineup of two-way players. Yep. And now Lou Williams, I think, takes more of a, you know, more. I, I, I don't know that you're going to see him in those closing situations when they're at full strength. No question. I mean, that, that's been one of the things I've wondered about with this team going all the way back to the offseason when they put it together was could Lou Williams, a guy who doesn't really guard anybody, play in critical moments? Like we saw last year with the, the Raptors, the big reason they won, they had guys who could play at both ends all the way right. through. We saw that against the Bucks, right? I mean, that, that was a big reason that why was... they got through and really won that series and then won the finals. So, you know, I just, I really can't underscore that Marcus Morris pickup, I think, was huge for them, both keeping him away from the Lakers and for the variety of things he can do for them. And then last thing, Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, Philadelphia. Yeah. Raptors finally lost before the All Star break. Right. Um, after winning 15 in a row, do do we take the Raptors seriously as a legitimate a legitimate threat to the Bucks again in the East? The sh- no. <laughs> the short answer is no. I mean, I. The- 
Kawhi Leonard made such a huge difference for that Raptors team. And I know that in the regular season, the Bucks uh, were able to get a little cocky because they did win, I believe, three out of four meetings uh, against the Raptors. Um, and then, you know, they kind of crumbled in the Eastern Conference Finals. But Kawhi was a Giannis stopper in that series. Um, and, and the thing that Mike Budenholzer told me last year was what they were betting on was that the Bucks system wouldn't fail four out of seven games. That system that uh, requires, you know, four shooters to be on the floor creating space for Giannis. But Giannis got better. He's now able to kind of create space for other people. He's a better shooter. They lost uh, Kawhi Leonard. And I just think that I mean, I was really impressed by that Raptors streak, just like I'm really impressed by that drill sound. Um, but I, I just don't think I, I, it's it will be interesting to see if the Raptors can hold on to that two seed. I know they're motivated to continue what they started before this break. Um, but Milwaukee is so far ahead of any other team in the East right now. The thing about the Raptors that's funny from where they were before is up until last year, they're always a team that lost, right? They're always a team that failed. Mm. And now that they got over the mountaintop last year without Kawhi, they believe they can beat everybody. Yeah. And they have total confidence that they can go out there against Milwaukee or Boston or Philly or Miami, and they'll win. And they think they can beat anybody. Now, can they? We'll see. I mean, they do have some flaws. They wanted to get some more offensive punch at the deadline. They were unable to do that. Um, but look, I think as far as beating Milwaukee goes... It's to your point. Can the Bucks actually fall through four out of seven times all the way through the East in Mike Budenholzer's system? And can Philly, the team, the most dysfunctional team in the league, that when they're at home looks like the greatest the team of all time, <laughs> and on the road has the same record as the Knicks, yeah. can they show up in the playoffs every single game? Because they, in my opinion, still have the highest ceiling of any of these Eastern Conference teams. And if they show up the way they're capable of in the, in the Eastern Conference playoffs, despite all the issues they've had, they can still get out of the East and make the finals. Guys, they are tearing up this press room. At the United Center, it's our cue to get out of here. <laughs> Go home. <laughs> so we will uh, we will head into the rest of our All Star break here. Get out of Chicago in the morning, and uh, thanks for hanging out, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Thanks All right. for having us.